Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're awesome, marvelous, wonderful. God, you're powerful and mighty. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I, along with my wife, are excited to be here today. Thank each of you for coming. Yeah, this is a marvelous church. Well, three people believe that. Why do you even come? This is a marvelous church. There you go. Amen. Amen. I give honor to Bishop Maxwell. That's what he ought to be. Amen. And Sister Donna Maxwell, good Lord, heaven, you're an amazing young lady. I don't know how you've done it, but you've done it. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So glad my wife is with me today. I thank God for that. And I'm so grateful to be here. Thank y'all for allowing us to come and tolerating me and loving her. Amen. Amen. But the Lord's given me a message today, okay? Can I preach it? I promise you, I'm not going to preach long. The longest I ever preached was two hours and ten minutes. And I promise you, I'm not going to break a record today. Uh, I was forced to do that. They kept saying, come on, come on. And I was young and ignorant. Now I'm old and ignorant. But anyway, it was something else. Uh, I do want to mention one thing. It's a personal testimony. Last Sunday, I turned 73 years old. And I'm thankful to be here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And today is a super special day for me. Mother always told me you interrupted Sunday school. I was born on a Sunday at 10.30. So I interrupted Sunday school. I don't know if she wanted the day before or the day after, but she got it when whatever. But then the following Sunday, which would be 73 years ago today, she took me to church in Laurel, Mississippi, our home church at the time, and Reverend Marvin Harold Hansford dedicated me back to God. So I celebrate 73 years being, mm -mm. it's a powerful thing, powerful, powerful. I'm gonna preach a little bit today about miracles. If you have your Bibles, uh, you can read along with me. If you got your phone, you can read along with me. If you got your iPad, you can read along with me. If you don't have any of that, they're going to put it on the screen, I thought. But there's, okay, they're going to do that. We're going to read from the book of Exodus this morning. And I want to read chapter 3 and verse 10 is where I'm going to start. And I promise you I'm going to do my best to not preach very long. But I can't account for what God does. If God moves, I'll whatever he wants. He's, he's the king of kings. The Bible says, Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. He's talking to Moses, and Moses talked to Aaron. That thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And I'm going to stop right there with that one verse. And I am going to preach today on your coming out. Thank you, Bishop. Yeah. Praise God. This is your last day to live in whatever circumstance you don't need to be in. You can believe that or not, but this is the day. This is the time. This is the hour. Amen. Today's your day. Now you can grab hold of it and go with it, 
or you can leave like you came. The choice is yours. But God is ready to pick you up out of the prison you're in and deliver you in the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I don't know about y'all, but I read in this book right here. It's called The Word. Hello? One time a man talked to me after service and said, you keep calling the Bible the book. I said, did you ever look up the definition of Bible? No. I said it means book. Don't, I'm not demeaning the Bible by saying the book. It is the book. There's not another one. Even in the French language, bibliothèque is library because biblio means book. That's out of Bible. Well, whatever. I'm not going into all that kind of stuff. But this Bible says, Brother Keith, anything you ask, anything you ask. It didn't say some things. And what you say on Tuesday, it said anything you ask, I will. Oh, shitamahabataya. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Oh, Lord, I'm going to have to preach here. I'm going to be here half a day. But I want to tell you this right now. I want to just relate to you a miracle. It was on February the 19th, and it was uh, two years ago. I drove into a parking lot of a church. We were going to preach. And the Lord just quickened my spirit as I saw a couple get out of their vehicle. And the Lord said, before you preach, bring them up and pray for them. So I followed the command of the Lord. And I began to pray. And somewhere in the middle, it came out, bless their finances. How did I know? I didn't remember seeing them. But that's what I prayed. Bless the finances. I got a message from him the next evening. He said he had been praying for the Lord to help him get a little raise at work. He'd been really praying and praying. He said, I went to work and I just thought, and I, he actually said, God, if you'll give me a Band-Aid, I'll get through this. He walked into work the next morning. His boss called him in and said, you're doing a great job. We decided to give you a raise. He said, well, that's very kind. He said, yeah. He said, you get $20,000 a year raise. Now, that's not happening. Let me tell you, when God ordains something, man can't stop it. The government can't stop it. Nobody can stop it but you. I'm here to tell someone, you're going to walk out of this place different than you came in due to the power of the blood, the word, and the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I better preach or I'm on whatever. There are two types of miracles. Did you ever analyze miracles? There's two kinds. This is really good. There's one called, that I call the rocket miracle. It comes, boom. And then there's a tortoise. He comes dragging in. Mm-hmm. You ever had one of them? Lord, I've been praying for this for nine and a half years. What's the deal? I'll tell you what the deal is. God does things in his timing to build your faith. Do you think the apostle Paul got the Holy Ghost, cruised on out, and went to heaven? No. 
He went through about everything a human could go through. But some way or another, he just kept on. And he said, I fought a good fight. And I've kept the faith. I finished the course. Henceforth, it's laid up for me a crown. I'm going to tell you, you better stay with God. No matter what else is going on, you stay with Jesus. He's never failed, and he won't start it today. These people of the children of God had enjoyed such abundance, freedom, joy, peace, liberty, all of those things. And then all of a sudden, they're brought into captivity by the land of Egypt, which is a type of sin. Did you know that the Egyptians domesticated cats? I'm not a fan of a cat. Mm, you may love them and have 12 in your house. God bless you immensely. I don't have any. I'm not going to go into the story, but I could. But you know what? Not only had they become slaves, then the king, old Pharaoh, says, I want them to have some people over them that are extremely mean. They were called harsh taskmasters. You better be careful what kind of spirits you entertain because you'll get some. Yeah, that happens to people even in church. Well, you know, this is okay. Uh -huh. Better be careful. Amen, Brother Murphy. Amen. Thank you, church. The children of the Lord cried to him, because of their bondage. Now, it's amazing to me when Paul and Silas were in prison, in bondage, stocks and bonds, that they just worshiped the Lord. They just prayed. And they prayed, you know, Lord, I want to get out. But they praised God in the middle. The children of Israel just kept on. God, this isn't right. You know, you could gripe and complain and worry till you give out. It won't change a thing. But if you'll do like Brother Keith said, let's just praise the Lord. We're going to worship you no matter what state I'm in. You're still God. You're not changing. You're the only true and living God. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. You're the one that's going to make the difference in my life. And no matter what else is going on, I'm coming out of my situation. In spite of all the griping and complaining and whining. You ought to hear some people whine when you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. I love the lady called and said, Oh, pastor, what kind of car should I get? Well, let me fast seven days and pray about this. No. One you can afford. I didn't think you need to fast and pray over that one. But that, that's what you need to do. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, some things are just common sense, which we have very little of anymore. But the Bible says, in spite of their attitude, God said, I'm going to come down and I am going to take them into a land that flows with milk and honey. They're not going to go hungry. 
And then they griped in the wilderness. You look it up geographically, you could walk from Egypt to the promised land in two weeks. Took them 40 years to get there. My wife always says that's because Moses was leading them. If he'd asked his wife, they'd have got there in two weeks. <laughs> Pretty much true, ladies. Oh, good. See, they have the nerve to say it. Me and we would just sit there. Yeah. So you see how God brought them out. And I'm going to get into the message right now. But I came to tell you today, in honor of July the 4th, I've come with an emancipation proclamation. I've come to declare your freedom. You said you don't have the authority to do that. The book of Job, he said, I decree a thing. A decree is something. It's a law that comes out and it's in effect until that person that decreed it dies. Let me tell you, Jesus is alive for eternity. Every miracle, all the Holy Ghost, the power of God has not changed. Would you give the Lord a hand of praise? I prophesy to you today that you're coming out. I said you're coming out. You've been in the dilemma. You've been in the forest. You've been in the jungle. You've been in the problem. But today is your day of freedom. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I love the way the psalmist just tied it all up. He said, our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. You're gone out. You're coming. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost and fire in this house. You better get a hold of what God's got for you today. I know y'all aren't used to this kind of preaching. My wife always says, why you got to yell and scream? Because some people are hard of hearing. In their hearts, anyway. Amen, Brother Murphy. Amen. Thank you, church. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Sickness, disease is a captivity. Poverty and lack is a bondage. Amen? It's normal for things to come against us. But I'm going to tell you today, when it becomes a weight that you can't walk with God like you're supposed to walk with God. You've got to handle things differently. The children of Israel marched around Jericho. Nothing happened on the first day. Did they go sit down? Absolutely not. They kept marching. They kept praising. They kept going. But on the seventh day, on the seventh day, the power of God moved and the walls crashed. I'm telling you, you're coming out. Boy, I'm hurrying really fast. Isn't it good? When the devil knows he can't cause you to turn your back on God, you know what he does? He brings you into bondage. Okay, I can't get them to backslide, but I'm going to hinder their walk with God. I'm going to help them doubt the power of God. If God never changes, 
Why are you going to doubt him now and you've been living for God so long? I've come too far to turn back now. I said I've come too far to turn back now. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to come quickly and I am determined to be ready to meet him no matter what happens in this life because he told me I'm going to bring you out. What did he say in his word? I'm going to bring you out so I can bring you in. He said it. Many of God's people, and some of you are listening to me even, you love God, but the devil's bound you up. He's entangled you. He's tried to trap you. He's limited you. He's restricted you. He's oppressed you. But I'm telling you, you've been tied up for the last day. I said, you've been tied up for the last day. When you walked into church, you didn't know it. uh, But God said, I'm going to break the bondage. I'm going to break the ropes. Uh, He's already got it planned before you got here. You've been living for God, but your days of struggling are over. And God is going to bring you out. Hello, Shandalamahaya, Andalamahaya. I'm going to prophesy to you today that the power of Satan has been broken over you. I said the power of Satan's been broken over you. Some of you have been running as hard as you can, but you're running in quicksand, and you're not getting anywhere. Let me tell you something. God's going to lift you up out of that pit today. He's going to change everything. And you're going to start running. And you're going to get out of it. Uh, and it's going to move. Uh, God is going to deliver you in the power of the Holy Ghost like you've never witnessed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ropes are being burned right now. Bondage is being loosed. Oppression is not going to be your friend anymore. You're sick of the heaviness and it's leaving right now. Discouragement is going taken from you and you've got courage now in the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. Fear is being burned up. Well, you know, I'm so afraid. Well, why you keep admitting it? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Hmm. Worry's leaving. How many of y'all ever worried and everything happened just like you wanted? See, worry doesn't help. Worry's never healed a sickness, never paid a bill. My bills are so big, they're William's. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, overnight delivery. Got a sign to get it. <laughs> but anxiety and stress, that's not yours. You said, oh, wait a minute. You don't know what position I'm in. Well, I may not, but I know the God you serve. He's the prince of peace. He said, the Bible says you'll have perfect peace if your mind stayed on the Lord. Oh, wait a minute. You don't know what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You can have peace in your mind. Oh, 
People say, I couldn't sleep for three nights. Well, the Bible says he gives his beloved sleep. Are you not beloved anymore? Oh, that was good right there. Now you know it was. Frustration and confusion is being burned up. I feel it right now. Debt and lack is leaving. Marriage problems. You're going to have them if you're married. You're going to have them if you're not. You're going to have, we just celebrated 50 and a half years. She's had to put up with me. So I know how to get her back. It's a long time to get up and look the same woman every morning. I get the eye roll. Did you ever get the eye roll, brother? Mm-hmm. So I just look straight and cross one. <laughs> oh, God. Anger. Get rid of your anger. Bitterness. Unforgiveness. You talked about it this morning. Did you do read my notes? A man apologized to me recently for something he had done over six years ago. You know what? Forgive him. Move on. Jesus forgave me. Grief and disappointment are being burned up today. You hear me? I was going to walk down there, but now I'm old. My wife reminds me often. But I'm going to do it anyway. Watch this. See that? Some of you are mentally oppressed. Okay. Let me say it again. Evidently, you don't have your miracle ear turned up. Some of you are mentally oppressed. You deal with it day in and day out. All the time you're thinking of that one thing that's stopping you from the peace of the Holy Ghost that you need. I'm here to tell someone today that your freedom here is on its way. I said your freedom here, right here. Oh, Shitai Yandala Hosutaramayandala Mahaya. The greatest battlefield was not World War I, World War II, Civil War, none of that stuff. It's between your ears. That's where the battle rages because that's what the devil does. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he as he thinks in his mind. That's the way you become. It's not positive thinking, it's walking with God. I love it. Jesus was asleep in the middle of the storm. One of those apostles got up and went back there and said, Get up, Jesus. Maybe you should. Do you have the nerve? It takes it. Who was the guy that did that? They didn't say Peter, James, John. Do you know? You study the Bible all the time. According to Facebook, you don't sleep. And you know what Abraham Lincoln said, don't you? He said, if it's on Facebook, you can believe it. <laughs> so, anyway, all this is going on in our minds. Don't we, Pastor? We do. In our brain, we think, and that is the issue. You've got to think on the good things. 
Peter's going to die in the morning when an angel comes in and says, get up, Peter. He's... Finally, the angel had to kick him. I'm not going to kick you. And he had to kick him to get him awake. And he said, I'm going to deliver you out of here. Sometimes you've got to have enough faith to sleep right through the word of the Lord not when the pastor's preaching, but you preach, you, you sleep through what you're sensing in the Holy Ghost, and that shows the Lord. You know what? That, that person's finally where they need to be. You know what? That's where God can trust you. He can say, it doesn't matter the circumstance. You believe I'm the Prince of Peace and I give you rest, and I'm the one. I don't know why I'm dwelling on this subject, but there's somebody in this room that you need a, a Holy Ghost deliverance of the way you think in your mind and let God have your problem. He said, cast all your care on me because I care for you. And I wonder if we don't do that, does God think, well, they don't care for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, somebody. Let me tell you something. You need to get rid of your dead religious mindset. Well, that was good right there, but whatever. Y'all got quiet. Silence means consent. Everything that's been holding you back, holding you down, oppressing you, is coming off today. You're being loosed. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, he said, did we throw three young men in that fire and they were bound up? But I see four. Let me tell you something. When I look at you, I don't see one. I see two. Because Jesus is always with you. He's walking no matter the situation. No matter what's going on in your life. He does it. I got a feeling, Bishop, that the praise in this church is being loosed today. Your joy is being loosed today. Your health is being changed today. Your finances are being changed. Your marriage is being changed. God is with you. You've got strength you never knew you had. For if God be for us, who can be against us? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Where's the individual that had Joseph and Josie mixed up? Oh, there he is right there. If they didn't name them kids Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you'd never had that issue. Well, I mean, you'd have been fine with that. But Joseph and Josie are just way too close. You know that? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. They were bound and put in the fire. Let me tell you, I decree in the name of Jesus, you're free today. I don't know what's holding you back. I don't know what's in, it's just oppressing you, enslaving you, or restricting you. But I'm telling you, I see it being burned off today. I, come on, somebody. You better see the miracle before it gets there. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy. Stand, therefore, fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Your yoke is coming off. The anointing is going to break your yoke. You need to be free in your mind. Be free in your body. Be free in your emotion. Be free in your spirit. Be free in your marriage. Be free in your money. Be free in your ministry. Can I follow the Holy Ghost here? I got permission. Young lady right here in the white. Do you mind stepping out here and let me pray for you? There's a work in the Holy Ghost that God wants to come to you. I don't know your name. I don't, it doesn't matter. God knows. But I'm going to tell you, you've been worried about some things, and you have no control. But they're important to you, so they're important to God. And right now, we're going to pray where two or three agree in one thing, it shall be done. And you're going to feel a liberty in the spirit that you haven't felt in about 10 years or so. You believe it's coming? It's coming right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By the divine power of the spirit of God and the liberty of the Holy Ghost. Set my sister free in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of the authority of the word and I stand on your promise and it shall not fail. In Jesus' name, you're free in the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to make a statement here, especially to ministry. Brother Keith, you with me? To ministry. Bishop, I know you already know this. God has called you to a life of liberty. But not only has he called you to liberty, but he wants you to set the captive free. And you can't set the captive free unless you're free yourself. Every one of us are called and anointed to be a Moses to somebody. You got to lead them out of their Egypt. Because of a man named Moses, about three million people walked out of a land of sin. We need a revival in America just like that right now. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. As long as you got God with you, you can bring the healing. Come on, somebody. Luke 10 and 19, and I'm closing, believe it or not. I just want to give you hope. Behold, I give unto you power to you Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to me. Do you believe that? He's talking to me.
to tread upon the serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Amen. And nothing, say it, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. Wait a minute. He said we tread on them. I said it before and I'm going to keep saying it till I'm gone. The devil is your sidewalk to success. I'm just going to keep walking, devil. I'm okay, and I'm walking on you. I'm walking on you. I said I'm walking on you. I got the enemy under my feet. I got the devil under my feet. I've got the devil under my feet. I've got Jesus in my heart. And you are coming out. Look at this. John 17 and 18. Oh, Lord. And thou hast sent me into the world. Even so have I also sent them into the world. You can't go into the world if you're bound at home because of your depression, your fear, your nightmare. You know the acronym for fear, don't you? Really? False evidence appearing real. That's what the devil brings against you. Calls it. You're not going to make it because you remember 1922. Some of y'all were there. No. In 2002, you did. No, I don't live under that. I don't see it at all. Because I asked the Lord about it. He said, no, I forgot about that. See, you know something God doesn't know. You know your past. He said, I forgot it. He said, I put it to see. Oh, come on, somebody. You better be believing the word of the Lord today. You don't have to believe me, but you better believe the word. And then he turned around. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost working. Do you feel it? You feel it? The works that I do shall ye do also and greater. That doesn't mean you can do better. That means you do more because he was only here three and a half years. You get to do more. You get to do more. Oh, Lord. Because he left. Okay. Now I want to know something. Are you going to be a doer or an agreeer? You want to be a doer or an agreeer? Well, I agree. Okay, that's great. I agree that I'm hungry. Anybody agree with that? See, I'm helping your fast and your diet. I'm a good man. Mark 16. In my name shall they cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's what you do. You're a doer, or you're an agreeer. Well, I agree with the word. You can agree all day long, but until you do something, it's not going to help you. You better get up and do something. I said you better get up and do something about it. There's specific groups of people in the word of the Lord, there was believers that were not apostles. They were not prophets. They were not pastors. They're not teachers. They're not evangelists. But he said, every single one of you, you got something you need to do. You've been called to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you've been called 
to lay hands on the sick and pray and they'll recover. You've been called to raise the dead. You've been called to pray for your pastor. You've been called to love your pastor no matter what he does. My father-in-law used to always say this. I never forgot it. Uh, he was very, very adamant about paying tithes. And he paid his tithes. And one day he told me, he said, I always pay my tithes. And if Brother Barnes goes out and gets drunk and runs around with women, that's between him and God. My job paid tithes. Now, I can tell you, T.W. Barnes never did that. He never did happen, so I can use his name. There's some of them you, well, whatever. Uh, I don't know what's going on in your life, but there are people that you know, and you need to become their Moses. You need to teach a Bible study. I'm sorry, am I meddling? Okay, I thought I might have went to meddling. I don't do that. But Jesus is a deliverer. God has delivered you to be a deliverer. He's liberated you to be a liberator. He healed you to become a healer. Yo, I can't heal. He's not talking about that kind of healing. You can heal wounds in people by praying with them. You can heal hurts that are deep in their emotions that that's about the only way they're going to get healed if they don't believe in the Lord. You can help them. Don't think you just occupy the church pew. If you think that, that's, I'm leaving that one alone. God restored you to be a restorer. He rescued you to be a rescuer. How many are ready for God to use you today? You need to look at the devil and say, it's over. It's done. It's done. Everybody say, it's done. How much more time do I have? Look on that little sheet of paper. I don't charge overtime. Just kidding. I don't charge anything. What does it say? 11 to what? Oh, I got four minutes. Well, according to that, and I got three. I don't know what school you went to, but I can read right there. Three. Must have been Grant Parish. No, whatever. I want you to stand with me, and I'm going to take you through something. Would you stand? And I'm closing with this, and it's a quick bunch of scriptures. Does the Bible tell you, like it tells me, you're more than a conqueror? Do you really believe it? Are you a believer? Well, I believe in the Lord. Yeah, but do you believe everything he said in his word? I believe that. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was God, with God, and was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. All right. I'm going to read to you my never again list. And I want you to look at your neighbor when I ask you to and tell them this. Okay, would you do it? Three people is again? It must be the same three as all you. The Holy Trinity. I uh, hope not. <laughs> I want you to look at your neighbor. And we're going to confess some things today. Never again are you going to confess that you can't. Look at your neighbor and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You can talk faster, I've heard you. Never again will I confess lack. I don't have this, I don't have that. Never again. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches 
in glory. Tell your neighbor, that's me. I'm going to make it easy. You can just look at him and say, that's me. Never again will I confess fear, false evidence appearing real. God hath not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Tell your neighbor, that's me. Never again will I confess doubt and lack of faith, for God hath given to every man the measure of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, that's me. Never again will I confess weakness, for the Lord is the strength of my life, and the people that know their God shall be made strong and do exploits. Look at your neighbor and say, that's me. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost. Never again will I confess that the devil has supremacy in my life, for greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Tell him, that's me. Never again will I confess defeat. God always causeth me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, that's me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost. Never again do you need to tell somebody I'm not real wise because the Bible says, for Christ Jesus is made unto me wisdom from God. You've got wisdom. You got, have there ever been things you've done pastoring and you wondered where it came from? Now you know. Now you know. Never again am I going to confess sickness. Oh, I'm real sick. No, for with his stripes I am healed. Jesus himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Look at your neighbor and say, that's me. Never again will I confess worry and frustration, casting all my cares upon him who careth for me. According to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7, in Christ I'm carefree. <laughs> they all belong to him. Never again am I going to confess bondage. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, that's me. Never again am I going to confess condemnation. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8 and 1 said, I am in Christ, therefore I am free from condemnation. Never again will I confess loneliness. Well, I'm all by myself. No, you're not. I hear people say, oh, I'm asking God to move. God can't move. He's everywhere. He, okay, keep, stay with it. All right. Jesus said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Matthew 28, 20, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake. Why don't you tell somebody, he's talking about me. Yeah, uh-huh. Never again will I confess curses or bad luck. Somebody had on Facebook the other day, I'm so lucky. No, you're not, you're blessed. Good Lord in heaven. 
For Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. You don't have curses. Oh, I'm under a generational curse. No, you're not. You just need to repent, pray through, get the Holy Ghost, and keep walking. Hello? Pretty simple. The devil likes to make it tough. For Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You're not cursed. I said you're not cursed. Well, somebody already done been running the aisles right now about this one. Okay, I'm fixing to hit a chord, so you may have to do a lot of counseling next week, even on July the 4th. Never again will I confess that I'm discontent. I have learned in whatsoever state or circumstances I am in, therewith to be content. Mm-hmm. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Never again will I confess unworthiness because he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You're not unworthy. He made you righteousness. Come on, somebody. Anybody here ever been confused? I guess I'm the only one. It happens when I drive. I'm trying to listen to two women, one on the phone and one sitting next to me. I always go with the one sitting next to me. She, the one on the phone don't cook, clean, iron, nothing like that. Uh, never again, though, am I going to confess confusion. God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of peace. 1 Corinthians 14, 33, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Never again will I confess persecution, for if God be for us, who can be against us? Never again will I confess the dominion of sin over my life, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of the sin and death. And Romans 8 and 2 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Never again will I confess insecurity, because when thou allowest down, thou liest down, thou shalt be not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Never again will I confess failure. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Never again will I confess frustration that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Never again will I confess fear of the future. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God prepared for them that love him. And God hath revealed these things unto us by his Spirit. Never again will I confess troubles. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So the choice is yours today. Do you want the tortoise or the rocket miracle? Which one do you want? 
Oh, good, the musicians are here. I can't sing. I'm leaving that up to Brother Keith to do that part. But I feel the Holy Ghost wanting to heal somebody today. Wanting to touch. Wanting to move. Oh, there's a lot of you I could minister to right now. That's one thing you're called to be. You may not be called to preach, but you're called to minister. You can minister to people. I want to tell you one quick miracle. Can I do that? And I'm done. Oh, I'm in overtime. A few months ago, we had preached for Brother Anthony Kenneth. I fell in the shower after church on Sunday night. And I wouldn't let my wife take me to the hospital there. We waited till we got back to where I work at North Houston Family Medicine. And they put me in the MRI and the x-ray. I had three broken ribs a broken wing bone, and five fractured vertebrae in my spine. Three weeks later on a Wednesday night, pastor said, anybody need a miracle? I went to the front. God will do it. I said, God will do it. I said, God will do it. Some of y'all need to say, you know what, God, I need a miracle. I'm not dealing with this no more. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, the pain was there. But there's nothing my God can't do. I talk about you, but I don't know your miracle. But I know the one that God... Oh, that's it, brother. Seek the Lord. Yes, the Holy Ghost is in this house right now. You need the victory of the Spirit. 